All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual, Eastern PA, brokerage director. And I'm joined by my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi from IBC. Steve, how are you today? Fantastic, Mike. How about yourself? Good, good. Real good. Uh, sunny and going up to about 60 degrees here in southeastern Pennsylvania. So uh, can't ask for much more than that mid-February. Right on, man. Same thing here. The, must have been all the love in the air from uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> so today we want to talk about um, PUA fees for Mass Mutual, PUA fees for the Guardian and how they affect the policies and uh, some things that that Steve and his team do uh, to really break down those fees and, and show their clients um, what the policy effect is and what the internal rate of return is. Uh, so Steve, I know you have some some visuals you want to you want to lay on us. Yeah, we'll definitely use some visuals for this one. And you know, when it comes to PUA fees, they, in my opinion, are one of the most complex and confusing topics when it comes to whole life insurance products. When you have someone interested in maximizing the cash value, because you'll see on an illustration on your formal contract a certain PUA fee that is assessed from the insurance company and the product that you selected. So you could see a fee that could be anywhere from call it five to 10%, sometimes a little bit higher. And if you're a consumer making a PUA payment of 10 grand or whatever the dollar amount is, and you see a PUA fee of 10%, naturally, like what goes through your mind? $1,000 fee, 9,000 bucks going into paid up additions. Correct, that I would see in cash value. Unfortunately, it does not work like that. You will not see a full 10% deduction right off the top. It will be less than that in the first year. And then as time passes, you'll see the compounding, meaning guaranteed rate and dividends applied to your policy, and it will get better and better. So if we if someone's asking about, hey, explain this PUA fee, PUA fee rider or PUA rider fee to me, like how does it work? What am I actually charged? I really want to understand it. We'll go very deep. I mean, we've got video content. We've got spreadsheets that complement illustrations that show the exact numbers. But at the same time, if someone says, just like give me the bottom line, like how do I know what the fees actually are? What I'm going to direct someone to is the net cash value or total cash value column on a life insurance illustration, which mean the exact same thing. Some companies use the terminology net. Some use the term total cash value. But that's your money column. And when I'm trying to figure out like what's my net cash value, I just want to see how much I paid in, what my cash value is. If I like percentages, I'll say here's the net return or the internal rate of return. And then if I like dollars, I'll say I lost this much money or I gained this much money this year. But that does help simplify things and kind of get someone who just wants the quick answer back on track to know, okay, like that column is what I got to look at. Yes. All right. I'm good. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have found that when I'm talking to folks who are getting real um, wrapped up in understanding the fees and breaking down the fees, and I take that approach, that's oftentimes not satisfying for them, which I've, I've you know, for me, it's like, that's all that really matters here i'm paying a dollar of premium and what's what's the end result i don't really care how we got there i don't yeah. i don't think. 
you know? Yeah. So I, I do know what you mean. Um, and, and over time, like I've come to appreciate that too, where I'll ask someone, do you want just the, the bottom line quick answer or do you want really to understand how the fees work? When I'm talking you to you. want to understand the whole thing inside and out. Yeah. Correct. Some do. And I know probably what happens on your end when you get an agent that says, okay, I really want to understand how this works. That's likely a situation, speaking from experience, where someone's asking them, and the agent's like, I, I don't know. This stuff is so complex. Like, I'm just trying to maximize the cash value. I'm getting all these left field questions. So that they're, go they're going to go ask someone who works at the insurance company, you in this case, yeah. ask Mutual, hey, how does this work? And you're like, well, this typically works. This solution, like, no, no, no. I want to I understand how the watch is built. Like, well, I sell the watch. I don't build it, right? So there's a yeah, difference yeah. there. Yeah. But understanding Why is it how so complex, like, you know, yeah, that, why that that's the the big question well, we live in a world of like all this disclosure and uh you know there's it just seems doesn't have to be it seems like a strange thing to be so complex you know it, 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 yeah it, it does i mean you can argue that with anything like you could argue why does the insurance company state you've got a dividend rate of a certain percentage when my money doesn't grow by that much <laughs> right. right. That confuses people to death and I to totally get it. Um, but let's break down the, we can break down the PUA fees a bit and I'll show you how we do that. Let's start off just with a, is a there, Before you get started, Steve, yeah. is there any situations where base premium, because of a PUA fee, base premium is going to allow for more cash accumulation than a paid up addition? type premium? That's a good question. Um, and typically the answer is no, especially okay. especially when you look at the guaranteed side of a life insurance illustration, the higher the PUA payment is, the higher the cash value will be. Because Great. there's no cost of insurance coming out of a PUA payment. It's just whatever the fee is and the rest of it is going into paid up additions. C correct. That's your charge. So a PUA payment, how what it does with a whole life insurance policy is it purchases you a single premium whole life insurance policy. It's added to the existing policy. It receives its own dividend. It adds to the whole life death benefit. You, It's optional to pay each year. So it's not a recurring bill like what you receive with your base premium. So once you pay it, the fee is assessed. You get paid up life insurance from it, shows up in cash value, but then it receives the guaranteed rate, it receives dividends, and continues to appreciate over time. So that PUA rider is going to accelerate the cash value growth at the, the fastest pace when you look at when we look at actual policies. Got Does that it. make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. So this is an illustration. This is from 2022, but that's right. So this is a whole life 100. And this is a lengthy illustration here because we've got a lot of material. For example, when we're running an analysis like this, I've got to look at more than just the current dividend values. So we've got the guaranteed values, midpoint values, current values, a lot of info. So quick breakdown here before we get into the analysis is we've got a total of a million bucks going in, and this is a whole life 100 product which we don't use a whole lot, um, our company at least. We don't have to get into the reasons why because we're going to look at the PUA fees. There's my first year cash value. 
there's the crossover point between year six and seven with this product. But of that 100K, this guy, my question would be, where is that money going? Here's your base. Then you've got Lisher, life insurance supplement rider, 10 grand. See this face amount, just about 1.5 million. That's a one-year term insurance rider that's attached. So this is actually a combination, this 10 grand at first satisfies the term rider and the rest goes into PUAs. There is a PUA fee assessed to that. You'll see exactly what it is in the illustration as well. I'll get to that in a second. And then we've got Ayler, additional life insurance rider, which is Mass Mutual's basic PUA rider, 80 grand there. So here's the money going in. So the before all of that 80 grand is subject to a PUA fee, some of the 9,999 is subject to a PUA fee. Correct, correct. So let me see if I got an outlay report here. I do. Let's just start with the current. I'm going to go through the guarantees as well because you have to when assessing PUA fees. But of that $10,000 lisser payment you saw? Yep. So here's your lisser payment. Here's how much is going toward the cost of the term rider, and then the rest goes into PUAs. Okay. Yeah. And if you're not paying it, the dividend will cover that pretty easily. So let's look at the first year because here's here's what I would argue if I'm a consumer. I'm paying in a hundred grand. My term charge there, let's call it a thousand just for simplicity before I really get into the nuts and bolts. Term rider cost with it was a thousand. Keep that in mind. The base premium with a whole life 100 product. Zero cash value in the first year. So of my 100K, none of that shows up in cash the first year. I know $1,000 of this lister payment is not showing up in cash value because it's satisfying the term cost. So I've got 9,000 left, 80,000 down here. So $89,000 total that is being deposited into PUAs. So a consumer hears PUAs accelerate the cash value growth, which they do. But if I pay in $89,000 and my net cash value is less than $84,000, what happens naturally? Where is the money going? Right. Yeah. PUA fee. Correct. So. Well, wait, you, why, why is there, if I have an all base premium, I don't have zero cash value at the end of the year. So with a whole life 100 product, you would actually. Yeah. So with a traditional product, so we can see it here, actually, this column. So good point you raised, because with some products, the base premium, most products will build cash value, like a 10 pay or 15 pay that we use. Right, right. Yeah. So here. First two years of the base premium component, goose egg and cash value. So 
Yeah, so that's not showing up in cash value in the first two years. What's building the cash value is our PUA payments. And a nice piece here too, this column, cash value of additions and year. How I like to think of this in my own mind is money I'm adding to cash value, cash value of additions. This represents PUA payments and dividends applied to my policy over time. So money I add in PUAs and also dividends that are added. It, ex it excludes any buildup from base premium dollars, any cash value buildup from base premium dollars. You can actually see that in the first two years because I got nothing in base premium that showed up in cash value. That cash value of additions column is equal to the net cash value column. Got it. Cool stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been with Mass Mutual for 11 years. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that description. <laughs> Got it. Columns. Thank you. Got it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, so a couple things here. What we'll also look at are the guaranteed values. And you'll notice no dividends here. The term charge is also higher in this particular case. So we've got to account for that, the lister term charge. Right. So you can walk through it. Because for on the guaranteed side of the ledger, they have to show the maximum allowable term charge. You got it. And the maximum allowable PUA fee if the company reserves the right to increase it, which Mass does with their Lister and Ailer. So you can, right, if you're in the business or if you're a consumer with an illustration, you can identify everything that's needed on this illustration. The issue is, is that it's 49 pages long. We've got different columns with the guaranteed and non-guaranteed values. We've got to go up to the top to get Ailer fees and such, like it's a lot. So one of the things we do here is lay it all out in this, which seems like a lot, but I, I promise it's not. I can just kind of walk through. It's breaking down an illustration. And then the main purpose of this exercise is what's highlighted in yellow here. So if someone's asking me what is happening with my PUA rider, because I'm told with the Whole Life 100 product that the fees for Ailer and Lister, what you'll see on that illustration, are 10%. So there's that 10% fee. So base premium, Ailer payment. $80,000. Lister payment, 10 grand, but there's a term charge there. So of that Lister payment, we've got to back out the term. There's the actual PUA payment, $9,030. So what I want to do then is when we assess the 10% charge, make sure it goes on the PUA portion, not the term charge portion. Right. So here's what I would look at then is if I'm looking at the, the total charges and fees, here's my total PUA payment minus the term cost, just about $89,000. 10% of that is what? $8,900. Right. So if you take... 89,000 minus 8,900, what would you have in cash value? Close to 80 grand. 
Yet, from the illustration, there's our cash value. So it's not like we didn't actually lose 10% there. What we lost from that PUA payment was 53.70. So what happened is the company assesses their charges, but when I'm making payments, I also have a guaranteed rate that's applied to the policy. So in short, after they deduct their charges, after they apply any interest that they're crediting to the policy, what I wanna know is, okay, I paid in 89, I lost 53.70 in the first year, which means the net internal rate of return on that PUA payment was just about negative 6%. A lot of info there. Any questions on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I follow it, but it looks like here's your PUA fee of 10%, but we charge you less. Correct. That's the confusing part right there. Right. Yeah. Wish it wasn't like that. And, and that's the key. Huh? What is that? The, uh, like, why is it like that? Yeah. <laughs> so that I don't know. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't have an answer for as far as why it's less than what they actually disclose. You'll see that with all companies. I can show you a couple of examples here too. But like, as we look at this. Is it because you're earning, earning dividends on... So you are earning dividends, but at the same time, dividends are not paid in the first year. Right. 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 This yeah. spreadsheet is very detailed and I understand what's going on, but it's like, I understand what's going on, but there's not really a kind of straight math solution here. Cor cor well, correct. And I've got to walk you through it too. Right. Yeah. If I was a different kind of guy... I think that would drive me nuts. So it can drive you nuts and it can drive a lot of people nuts. So to answer your question, like how, how we'll walk people through this, as far as the fees and such, like it's a lesser number than what it actually is, yeah. but it still is what it is. Like going back to the net cash value, I know that's what I actually have in value. So what I want to do is just understand exactly when I'm adding money to the policy, what shows up in cash value and what does not. And have awareness that when I make PUA payments, especially in the early years, I'm going to notice not, not everything shows up in cash value. It's not. Right. However, as time passes, like if I look at this in year two, I made a total PUA payment of $88,000 and change that accounts for the lesser term charge. And of that $88,788, I did not get all of it back. Mm-hmm. I lost about 670 bucks, which comes out to an IRR, point, negative 0.39%, even though the disclosed charges were 10%. It's starting to grow a little bit now. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. But again, this- You're, over, you're overcoming the charges with the growth. Correct. And again, this is isolating just the PUA cash value because as it grows, we cannot include the base premium growth in that too. Right. Yeah. Open okay. Fun stuff, right? So the 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 answer for the client is like here's the company can can charge in this scenario up to ten percent of a PUA fee, but 
based on the illustration and the projections, here's what it actually, here's your actual internal rate of return on those payments. Correct. Correct. And this is their 10% charge. So what happens, right? Going back including to the, the, that's going to include your ongoing growth. Right. And if you want to look at a worst case scenario, so what we did here was just go to the next tab. And this goes back to that guaranteed illustration we looked at with the guaranteed values. So no dividends, but also what you have working against you now is this. You've got the same Ehler charge. The max Ehler charge. Correct. They reserve the right to increase that. They also can increase the term cost. So now I can see, all right, what's my net numbers going in? And then what's the actual PUA growth here? If I want dollars paid in 89, I got 65, I lost 6,500 of that 89 in the first year. Then I lost 4,100, then about 1,500. Now I start to see a positive result. And that's every single time I make the payment, those charges are being deducted. And this assumes a guaranteed rate at 375. Mm -hmm. So again, I just How does that compare to the Total overall cash value IRR. Mm -hmm. um, so, good question. Here we go. That's going to be less, right? Always. So, the overall cash, cash value. value. Yeah. As time passes, so I mean, we stopped the funding. Oh, I didn't. I, my screen's covering that. Okay. I got 10 million columns here. That could be it, too. Yeah. So, initially, while you are funding it, you do see that, that PUA IRR is a bit higher. But what I've got to do is continue this on, actually. It catches up? Yeah, I mean, here's your annual. I wouldn't think it would, though. Mm -hmm. Well. No, you mean the overall IRR catches up? Yeah. Let's see if I've got it programmed in here. I do. No, are they equal? Well, they're equal, actually. Beginning year 16. Before that, they're not. So year 16 in this example, we hit that kill switch, reduced paid up. Right. Got rid of the base premium, put everything on a level playing field as far as the cash value um, growing together, meaning base cash value, PUA cash value, everything's just going to grow together now. Oh, that's not cumulative yeah. IRR that's each at each year's correct that's the annual okay, okay. IRR. all right that makes sense eh? yeah the cumulatives on the far right and that's only for total cash value I don't have that for the PUA so yeah I mean this is right deep stuff and it's it's easy to get confused when I'm really trying to understand it so what we do have as a solution here we've got videos where it's just me walking through this line by line going back to the illustration and assessing how the PUA fee actually works. Meaning if you're going to make these payments, you're going to see in the early years, your not all of your money shows up in cash value because of the PUA fees. It can be concerning to you, Mr. Client or Mrs. Client, when you see these PUA fees very high. However, here's what you'll actually see. Here's right. the guarantees. Here's based on the non-guarantees. Here is a different product here. If we look at their 10 bay product, much more attractive. Right. So here's what we'll actually see. This is what we like to look at to see the net numbers and then really look at the net cash value. Right. And that 
that typically puts one in a in a state of mind where they say, okay, that that makes more sense. I get it now. Typically, when we've provided an overview, like with these PUA analysis um, videos and spreadsheets we have, we've always had a, a satisfactory outcome where they say, okay, that makes sense. I get it. And it's typically engineers or you know individuals that are very analytical and want to know how it works, which I get, like put this together because I wanted to know how it worked. And then two, I would get questions about it and it would turn into 45 to 60 minute conversation just trying to help someone understand how it worked. And it was just eating up so much time. That's for me, let alone new agents, right? That work with Well, us. I guess it's a lot easier for that that type of client to um after going through that exercise with you realizing that you have dug dug through all of this detail explain the detail in you know excruciating fashion then i guess it is a lot easier for that type of person to say you know what it probably makes the most sense to just look at my net cash value versus total premiums paid and look at my internal rate of return yeah yeah I mean, we've never, that's often what happens. Like we've never had an issue right. after we go through the deep dive because everything adds up. Like this is something where if you look at this and you just kind of go, whoa, or think, my goodness, that's overwhelming. I get it. Like I've been there a lot of times. And then when yeah. I'm able to overcome that is just start line by line. And we've got a video, like video presentations on the different products, different carriers. We've got we've got this for Guardian, guaranteed and non-guaranteed values. So we can walk walk through it. They're like 10 to 15 minutes a piece where people can see here's exactly how it works. So depending on the product one is interested in, if they have questions on that PUA fee, that's when we provide that content so they can see how it actually works. And that's often what, what solves the problem there. Right. Yeah. Now, how um, you really use those, you and your team really use those videos for a lot of, Client yeah. training and explanation and big time. Yeah. That's a huge time saver. I mean, it was, it was a huge, uh, I'm sure it was not a huge time saver building that video library, but no <laughs> paying off now. Yeah. What about the guardian? Is there anything drastically different or unique about guardian? How they, um, um, a little bit easier just because uh, their PUA fees like mass mutual, we looked at their whole life 100. They've got their PUA fees at, 10% Ailer and Lisser. They've got two different PUA riders there. But then with Lisser, that can be increased to 12%. Uh, but then if you look at their 10 and 15 pay products, they're a bit lower. So there's different, there, there's more PUA, PUA fees you have to be aware of with Mass. Right. Whereas with Guardian, you've got a 10% PUA fee, except for their L95. They offer a 5% PUA fee for that as well. And that's across the board. If we're looking at the guarantees, there's no increase in PUA fees or anything like that. So it does make it a little bit easier for the agent to explain it, right? Not so much for the, the consumer because we still have a lot of information. But we'll do the same thing. First, we'll go through the illustration like what we had. And then here's their L95 product. Or first, we want to isolate the base premium base premium cash value and the base premium death benefit. We've got the term rider attached. So in this particular case, we've got money going toward base and PUAs, but we've got to back out the term rider. 
So we paid in 90K on the illustration. You'll see 90,000 toward paid up additions. Right. But back out that 1087. And that's why the net PUA payment is 88,913. Let me do this. It's really kind of same as the exercise we're going through with mass, just you know, same different thing. percentages and but same, same kind of concept as far as you know, you've got a base premium, you've got a a rider premium that has some some term component to it that isn't isn't gonna be subject to the PUA fee and also isn't gonna um result in any paid up additions. Um so really trying to get to like what that net PUA payment is to figure out what the, the charge is. Correct. Correct. And I forgot to update that term to 5%. And when you when you were talking about the, the difference with, with Mass and Guardian, so Mass, when they changed their product portfolio as a result of Section 7702, the result was... Um, a bunch of the products had different guaranteed crediting rates. Right. They had different policy loan rates. They had different PUA fees that, that, that they could possibly charge. Whereas, so it results in, you know, you having to do all this different different analysis depending on yeah. what the product is. But with the Guardian, it's, they chose, you know, everything was kind of the same for all their products except for this L95. Correct. Yeah. And the, the guaranteed rates are different with some products. I, I mean, the nice thing was like when the update occurred is we had all of this complete based on the product, the 4% guaranteed rate. So what we had to do was just update the illustrations, look at the guaranteed and non-guaranteed values, you know, change the fees. But for the most part, like all of the work that went into the initial build was complete and you just got to make some adjustments. Have you seen any other... Um carriers or any other different products i know that you don't um your your group doesn't sell any iul but have you seen anything else out there in competition that that looked like this that that was a turn on or something that was exciting or um yeah so i know new york life actually had reduced their pua fees which was nice to see but it's you know it's always interesting with them i haven't done the same deep dive in the product um what was interesting is I saw lower PUA fees, but that wasn't translating to stronger upfront cash value relative to the, the same case that we would see with another company and product. Um, so that's something I've got to dig into more, but I did see them as a surprise. They actually reduced their PUA fee from what it was to, to 5%. So that was a little bit of a surprise, but yeah. aside from, yeah, on the whole life side. And oh, if that's not resulting in. Right. Then it doesn't matter. Fun stuff, right? Yeah. What about anybody else? Any other outliers um, out there that? Not really. I did see a couple increases um, similar to Mass, like Penn did increase their initial PUA fee. Um, so a little bit, little bit bigger hit upfront on the cash value, but at the same time, like they really tout their long-term illustrative performance. So I mean that that looked better as the result of a higher PUA fee. Um, but not a, not a whole lot aside from that, just looking at things. Because, I mean, PUA fees, that might hurt your upfront cash value a bit if they're increased. But really, when you look at it, I do want to see the net cash value more than anything else. Yeah. Like, what's the, the big impact? Yeah, definitely. I think, though, this 
uh, process of going going through answering the question in this way. You know, I mean, any, anybody out there who's listening, if, if you're if you're an advisor and you're accustomed to working with very detail oriented clients, you know, oftentimes there could be a very simple explanation for something or, you know, it is most effective and most, you know, time effective to just look at the cash value, the internal rate of return on the cash value is the gist of the whole thing here. But they want to hear that you understand how this works and they want to see how it works. Yeah. And they want to see all the detail that, that goes into that. And then that, that I feel like that type of client then is a lot more comfortable saying like, okay, let's just look at the total cash value. And that makes sense. Oh yeah. That's always going to be the case. And, and I mean, how I look at it too, when these complex questions come up, a lot of times an agent will think like, what's the purpose of all of this? Like it doesn't change the net cash value at the end of the day. But if you feel like that as an agent, my advice would be to push that out of your mind and just tell yourself it's the client's money. Like they want to understand how it works. People are used to getting nickel and dimed with fees and everything in their life. It's extremely frustrating. They don't want to be blindsided by some surprise fee that they thought worked one way and then it didn't. And, well, and, it, could, and it could be five years from now. Correct. And the last, last thing they want to hear would be the last thing that you want to hear. Like, ah, this part's irrelevant. Don't worry about it. Like everybody's heard that in their life only to find out after the fact that, hey, I should have done more research here. And then you've got that sick feeling in your gut yeah. and your chest. Yeah. So it's like when you feel like that, just remember that the person, it's their money and they want to understand it. So either take a deep breath, put the time in and do it or refer it out. Like don't, don't right. fight with a client that just makes the whole experience sour. The, those examples that you showed, is there any potential for fluctuation there? Um, so with Mass, yes. Or with any company where they do reserve the right to increase PUA fees, yes. Where you could also see fluctuation if the PUA fee is level, like Guardian, even based on the guarantees, is the one-year term rider. If I've got that attached, they do reserve the right to increase that. So that can impact the net cash value. So there are things that can can impact the overall performance. But again, those like those typically don't don't adjust that much, especially the one year term cost. And they'll be kept well, on the the PUA fee. Yeah, increase w would have a cap, right? It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So if you look at Mass, like we talked about their whole life one hundred product, you've got a current ten percent Ailer and Lister fee. The cap is ten percent on Ailer into then twelve on Lister. Right. And then with their cash accumulation products, like their ten pay and fifteen. You've got Ailer at seven and a half, Lister at eight, with a maximum charge of 10% for, for both of those. For both. Yeah. More geared toward cash value. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, well, listen, if anybody wants to take a deeper dive uh, or wants to ask some follow-up questions here, um, feel free to reach out to either Steve Parisi or myself, Mike Courtney, at any time. I will tell you that um, from working with Steve for as long as I have, I can vouch for um the the just the video library of content and his process for how he answers client questions um you know step by step taking his time and going through making sure the client really understands what they need to understand and what what they not even what they need to understand what they want to understand um from their perspective so steve thanks a lot uh for all the info and detail today 
and uh, everybody else. Have a great week and all the best. You Thanks, too. Steve. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy. See you guys. Bye.